at the ESPN Monday Night USFL Football, the Michigan Panthers and Birmingham Stallions live from Legion Field in Birmingham, Alabama. Jim Stanley has been around for some time. Matter of fact, a little, I guess, deja vu for Stanley, even though he played for the late Paul Bear Bryant at Texas A&M. Here he is making his professional debut as a head coach at Legion Field where the Alabama Crimson Tide played so often. And now, Raleigh Dosh, who is the head coach of Birmingham, coming out. And unlike the very quiet Jim Stanley, Dosh, who graduated from Michigan State and more recently was the offensive line coach of the Steelers, is a man, they say, that can sing with you all night long, likes a good joke, very low-key, but all the players like Raleigh Dosh. And as Dosh says, in a league of George Allens and John Ralston's, who the heck is Raleigh Dosh? He said, I asked that of myself. You know, Raleigh Dodge is the kind of coach, and you've got to love him, and especially in, in a new league like the USFL. The reason I say that is when you take a look at his players, and I went down to see him a week ago, Jim, they hit everything that's in sight, or he will not have them on the field. The first couple of years he was in Pittsburgh as the offensive line coach, he said, gee, my job there was just give Terry Bradshaw time to throw. They won two Super Bowls in a row. As you can see now, the captains are meeting out in the field, Godfrey of the Panthers, Corker, the good linebacker, Pennywell, another linebacker, Banks, the veteran center for Birmingham on your left on the near side, McPherson, a linebacker in the middle, and Green, Grangeen, rather, who is the captain of the special teams on your right. Tommy Miller, the referee, makes the toss. Receive. Where do you want to kick from? Turn in that direction. You over here, please. Miller will tell us his first ESPN game as Michigan. Birmingham will kick off. How about this for football? In March, 70 degrees at game time. The wind's light and variable in Birmingham. And maybe by morning it may get down as low as 50 degrees. We told you Tommy Miller is the referee. The umpire is Gary Hart. Jack Pitkus is the headlinesman. The line judge, L.T. Bonner. Rich Eichhorst is the back judge. And the field judge is Mike Cochran. And by the way, in the staff of the USFL officials of the 36, 10 are former NFL officials, and the other 26 are from the collegiate ranks. And I think the interesting thing about the officials, so if there's any question at all, Cal Lepore, who is the head of all the officials, handpicked every single one of them. Cal Lepore, himself a veteran of the NFL, he said either through NFL connections or friends of his, and due to the strike of the NFL, which was a sad thing for professional football, but Lepore said for him setting this up, it was very good. He had a chance to go out and scout around to see who it was that he was going to take. There is Scott Norwood, a rookie out of James Madison, of the Stallions of Birmingham. Get used to those nicknames. Get used to these teams. They are here to stay. Ron Ingram is the man deep, number 86 for Michigan, the only man deep. There is a win, slight win, from behind the Stallions. This USFL game is underway. Ingram with the ball at the six. 15. 20 out to the 22-yard line. And now Michigan will come on, led by, as you well know, Bobby Bear, the quarterback that Kevin Slayton talked about. Bear, a very mobile quarterback who could run the 40 in 4-7. Tony Ellis, 
has great vision, the running back, Jim Hargrove, a fine fullback out of Wake Forest. And you saw a glimpse of number one, Anthony Carter, a big man on any football field. He flanks to the left. Carter in motion. Ellis with the football. Ellis out here to the 25-yard line. Again, a three, second down and seven. And they sound like they're in mid-season form in Birmingham, Alabama. Well, the fans have been waiting a long time for this, and they're ready for it. And all the oohs and ahs are going to be coming from the fans on every single hit. Ron Ingram comes in with a message from the sidelines. Frank McLean goes out. This crowd basking in wonderful weather and the euphoria of a brand-new league and a brand-new professional team in their hometown. Ingram wide and left, and Carter flanked inside him. Here comes Carter in motion again. Murphy, an outside linebacker from Southwest Missouri, number 56, made the stop. Third down situation. Third down and a long six to go. Birmingham, they have two outstanding outside linebackers. Wendell Ray and the man that just made the tackle, Mike Murphy. Two big guys, 6'5", six, 6'3", six, and they're both at 235. Mike Cobb, Don Eccles. Those front linebackers on third down. Hayden back for his first pass. Dumps it out here. Has his man out of the backfield. And it's Hargrove. First down across the 40-yard line. Goes Jim Hargrove out of Wake Forest. Billy Caesar, the veteran of Tampa Bay, Miami, the Detroit Lions, made the stop. This is a bootleg pass by Hebert. Take a look at it. You see the back going the wrong way. And all of a sudden, he has Hargrove on the outside. Number 58. Lester Dickey was the man that was supposed to be covering the fullback. Didn't get to him. Hargrove picks up a first down. 13-15 to go. We're just in the first quarter of our first Monday night telecast. The first game for both of these teams. There is no score. Carter goes wide to the left. And Ingram comes to the right. High formation shown by Michigan for the first time. Ellis almost into the backfield. Gets out to the 45. A gain only of two. It'll be second down and eight. Larry McPherson, one of the tri-captains out of Fort Valley State, number 50, made the tackle. Carter, who averaged better than 17 yards every time he touched the ball at Michigan, has not touched the ball yet tonight. Well, the question is, can Bear get the ball to Carter? You know you're going to see a lot of double coverage on Anthony Carter. They have to. <laughs> the man is so good, and he will catch the ball in the middle of the field in a crowd. Carter this time flanked wide to the right. Second down, eight. Quick handoff to Hargrove. Hargrove gets out near midfield. A gain of maybe three yards. And another third down situation. Third and about five. Getting up, making the tackle. Charles Martin out of Livingston, a rookie. And they think very highly of that nose tackle. He is playing alongside of another rookie out of Alabama, Jackie Klein, with a veteran on that front three. An Alabama product of eight years ago, Mike Rain. Third down, five to go. Ball at the 48-yard line of Michigan. Carter and Ingram both come to the right. Check that. That is Holloway alongside of him. Ingram is on the far side. Here's Abair looking, dumping it for Hargrove. Hargrove across the 50 and very close to the first down. Upended by Emil Thompson, number 20. There's a Michigan man down, but he's just tying a shoe, and that is Abair, the quarterback, back at the 34. They're moving the sticks. Another first down for the Panthers of Michigan. 
Jim, when they see that lineup again, Michigan, you've got to go to Anthony Carter because they're covering Anthony Carter one-on-one. Granted, you've got Ingram or Hargrove uh, to the outside and picked up the first down, but when you see one-on-one coverage on Anthony Carter, you've got to get the ball to him. Frank McLean comes in, third wide receiver on first down. So now this is not a double tight end situation on short yardage. Nor is it one tight end and two wide receivers, but Frank McLean, he can fly. Anthony Carter, you know about him, and Derek Holloway, all three men are in. Ball is placed down just on the Michigan side of the Birmingham 45. First down and 10. Raleigh Dodge, linebacker coach for New England, more recently, as we told you, with Pittsburgh. First down, Hagan is in at fullback, and that is Ellis carrying the football and picks up maybe five down close to the 41-yard line. Charles Martin again gets up after making the tackle, along with Wendell Ray, an outside linebacker. Ellis, they love his vision. They say he's not a speedster, but he sees the holes, and he can catch a ball. He did that time because Thompson, number 20, the corner man, and if you wonder if the corner man, corner men in this league fill, they do it very well. Thompson that time just filled the hole. Ellis saw it and cut back to the inside, and he picked up about five yards. First quarter, 10 minutes, 15 seconds to go. No score. The Panthers on the march. Carter in motion. Hebert to Ellis again. Blockers in front of him. Gets inside the 40-yard line. Inside the 35. First down, Michigan. With Billy Caesar, number 44 out of Miami, holding on for dear life. And the Panthers took this opening kickoff and now have a first down inside the 35-yard line. And now they're saying offside. And I would imagine that Tommy Miller would get the wave off on that because they've got a first down easily. And that is Godfrey, Chris Godfrey, the best offensive lineman, they say, out of the University of Michigan, looking to the sidelines to his coach, and Tommy Miller will tell us. Offside. Decline the penalty. First down. First down at the 32. You know why this play works? Mike Hagan, the fullback, number 34. Watch the block he gets on Murphy, the linebacker. Right there in the corner of the screen, cuts him down, allows the two guards to get to the outside. And Ellis picks up the first down. It's excellent play by the fullback. Lane and Holloway. Wide receivers Carter not in there. Hagen remains the fullback. Holloway in motion now comes back the other way. Hebert hands off to Ellis. And Ellis hit as he gets to the line of scrimmage. Jackie Klein and Charles Martin straighten him right up. A gain of a yard, second down and nine. The man you just mentioned, Jim, Charles Martin, number 96, they really are high on this young man. He is a tough physical football player. He plays the nose tackle. He is just, he's got excellent strength and excellent speed, and he's huge. Ball at the 30-yard line. Panthers send Holloway out to the left, along with Frank McLean. Both wide receivers on the left side. in motion. This is Ellis again. Ellis was up to the backfield. The play was made by the corner, Annual Thompson, number 20. He made the play. The rest came in on it to knock him down. This is what I said a few moments ago about a corner coming up and make the play. Watch what number 20 does right here. Emil Thompson just knocks down the, the guard, Vitale, 
and makes the tackle. That's super play by a corner. You can't ask any more than that. Third down, 10 to go from the 32-yard line. Less than nine minutes left in this first quarter. No score. Holloway out. John Williams checks in at running back. Rookie out of Wisconsin, number 40. He can catch the ball. Aber looking for Williams. Overthrows him. Almost intercepted. Behind Williams was Frank McLean. And the Birmingham team was right there. Fourth down. All right, McLean, you're going to see him down the field. He's, he's running a quick out, not a quick out pattern, about an 18-yard comeback pattern. He slips and falls. The reason that ball doesn't get there is because Wendell Ray, number 90, the outside linebacker, had the heat on Eber and hit him in the back. The ball went astray. And now in the hold is Whit Taylor and Nojo Bojovic, a rookie out of Central Michigan, will try a 49-yard field goal. Jim Simpson, Paul McGuire, Monday night USFL football on ESPN. Michigan leading 3-0, and Bojovic, who just kicked the 49-yarder, will kick off to Michael Kincaid, the deep man, who is 5 feet 4 inches tall. You know you got a speed when you got that size, and he's got it. Takes it at the three. Kincaid bounces out, gets away from a couple of men, and out across the 30-yard line. Birmingham has the football for the first time tonight. Makes the stop along with Chapman from Michigan. Little Michael Kincaid. James, he might only be five foot four, but watch the number of guys he runs through. One, two. There's the kicker. Three, four. He still breaks away here. Five, six guys to bring a five foot four man down. He weighs 150 pounds. He's beautiful. Reggie Cotter, the All-American from Southern Miss, on a handoff right away and throws the ball instead, fakes into the line, throws the ball incomplete intended downfield and hurt downfield. Apparently is the man for whom it was intended. We'll take a look. I think it's Daryl Mason of my current. Take a look at this. This is the tight end, current, and he is, is hit hurt. by Clarence Chapman. He is hurt. He is on the field. So we'll take time out. Eight minutes, 12 seconds to go. 49-yard field goal by the Michigan Panthers, Bojovic has them out in front by the score of 3 to nothing, And we'll come back in a moment to Legion Field, Birmingham, Alabama. There's the score. The injured man walking off the field was not Mike Hearn, as reported, but that man right there, Daryl Mason, who played his football at Arkansas. And he may take a shot to the ribs as we're ready to go again on second down 10. Collier pulled a magnificent fake, threw the ball, overthrew his man, and he was hurt. Now here's Collier again. He loves to run, and he's going to throw, and Colgan is incomplete at midfield. Arnaud broke it up. Greg Anderson downfield. Don't question the hitting in this football game on both sides. Just take a look at what happens. Now Collier puts the ball right on the money. They take a look at the shot in the back by number 25, John Arnott. Right there. That's just good defense. Third down and 10. So the Birmingham Stadions have come out firing the football. They've had it to the two downs and have thrown both times. An impressive thing, too. Jim Collier could have run, but he didn't. That's been the rock knock against him. 
He loves to run too much for pro quarterback. Now fires across the middle, and it is almost intercepted. Intended across the middle for Steve Stevens, number 88. The reserve tight end and Ray Bentley, an inside linebacker, broke it up. Almost had it. There's Reggie Collier, the All-American from Southern Mississippi. In this first series of downs from Michigan on defense, just take a look at look at number 61, Bentley. Now the receiver falls down, but Bentley's there. Look where all the linebackers are. They're all in a line across the field. They're in their position. And they're very proud of the linebackers, the Panthers of Michigan. There's Dario Casarino kicking away to the deep man. There he is, Anthony Carter. First quarter, 3-0, the Panthers of Michigan. Anthony Carter will get it at the 19, 18-yard line. Look out, is Mr. Excitement. Carter gets across the 35-yard line to the 36. It is marked that he goes down there. And we'll come back to Legion Field in just a moment. As this game moves on toward conclusion, Paul and I will be picking the men and most valuable player, and that player will... Be able to donate in his name $1,000 to the college or university of his choice. Keep that in mind. The ball at the 35. The Panthers have controlled this football. Birmingham has not yet picked up the first down. Impressive drive that first drive. Six and a half minutes they kept the ball and ended up with three points. And that's an impressive drive to come away with. Bobby Abair has to tell Anthony Carter where to go. Remember, Carter just signed a week ago. Now Carter in motion. Abair hands off to his fullback, Mike Hagan out of Montana, and he is stacked up by Charles Martin. We've called his name a few times tonight. You can see him get up, number 96, the nose guard. The one thing that, that we've witnessed yesterday watching the game and again this evening watching this game so far, and it's early in the game, but they're changing the backs around quite a bit. We see another down lineman coming in, Jimmy Walker. And Charles Martin comes out. Ingram and Carter, your wide receivers. Second down, about five. There's Ellis. Ellis' flag is down as Ellis gets across the 40-yard line and is knocked down by Jackie Klein out of the University of Alabama. And down at the bottom of the pile, you can see yet another man, and that was Michael Thomas, a defensive back. But remember, the flag did go down. Outside Birmingham. Well, how does it feel to be on March the 7th and doing the beginning of a football season? The way they're hitting down there right now is being good for 11 years. I know what they're going through. The distance is all gone now for the players. Once the kickoff, it's all over with. Now they play football. They're using their basic skills, and they're doing it very well, especially at this point, the defense of Michigan. And again, we need something you hit on, Jim, that we'll be talking about. They have got some of the best linebackers in the league. Offside. Offside, they'll move the sticks out to the 45-yard line as Tommy Miller saying that is the first down. And now we can see Jimmy Walker came out and Charles Martin goes back in at nose tackle, or nose guard, I should say, for the stadium. 7.02 left, first quarter. 3-0, Michigan. Holloway coming wide to the right. Ingram wide to the left. First down. Abair hands off to Ellis. And Ellis barely gets 
And getting up very quickly is Charles Barton and Wendell Ray, the linebacker, who played a great deal of time with the Vikings in Minnesota. You're going to see why they think so much of this Charles Barton. Here comes number, here's Ellis, number 30. They're coming right at you. And the guy that you're going to see is 96, Charles Barton, is the guy that makes the tackle right in the middle. Second down and 10. Barton is something. He's got a bad finger. That's why he's got that huge cast in the finger. Not a hand or wrist. Whoops. Flag it down. Haber fires. Has it down across the middle. And that is Mike Cobb. At one time, a number one draft choice for the Cincinnati Bengals. First down, and I believe they will wave that off that flag. Because it was a man on the right side. Looked like Mike Raines jumped. And the Panthers have controlled this football game all from the outset. They have in Birmingham. I think this is the third offside penalty for Birmingham. And what they're trying to do is anticipate the count. And they can't sit back and wait, obviously, but they're trying to anticipate the count. They're getting offside. And that's three in a row that have been refused. who jumped offside, has been pulled out of the game. All right, here comes Abraham. You're going to see Cobb, the tight end. And look where he spreads it, right? in front of the linebackers. What he does, that's, that's Dickey, number 58, Lester Dickey. And they pick up the first down. That's a good pass. Anthony Cotter has cut the ball only on a punt return tonight. Goes wide to the left. England to the right. There's a pitch to Ellis. Ellis, oh, as he hits, as he gets down to the 32-yard line. Larry McPherson out of Fort Valley State leveled it as Ellis hits to the 31-yard line. We knew that Michigan was going to run the football. All right, Hagan's out in front, number 34. But watch where number 50 comes from. And look at, you talk about pro tackling or tackling anywhere. Watch the stick he puts on. Larry McPherson, number 50, he's going to hit him right in the numbers, raise his head, and just drive him back. I'm as called, and it may be an equipment change as Lester Dickey comes over. And racing in for him is Dallas Hickman, the former player with the Washington Redskins. And a linebacker spot on the outside. Hickman wears the number 57. 5.40 to go in this 3-0 ball game. Second down and nearly 10 to go. Let's call it 9, 9 and a half. High formation shown for the second time by Michigan. Quick pitch. Now here comes Anthony Carter. Across the 30. The 25. First down inside the 20-yard line. Anthony Carter on the reverse. Took the ball from Ellis and took it inside the 20. Tackle made by Michael Thomas, the cornerback on that side. Chris Godfrey, the, the offensive right tackle, number 70, gets a great block on Hickman. Take a look at it. On the outside, there is the block. Holds him up, lets Anthony Carter get back to the inside, and he does what he does so very well, Jim, and that's good football. Well, they're certainly within Kovic's range now, and Michigan is thinking touchdown. They've dominated the ball game through the first 10 minutes and 15 seconds. They lead by only a field goal. But Birmingham has only had three snaps plus the punt. Number 57 has just came into the game. What an excellent play by a linebacker because Hickman was blocked, but he rolled himself towards the ball carrier. All right, here are the inside linebackers. You see him moving over to the play. 
But Dallas Hickman, number 57 on the ground, is the guy that already made the play. Now watch what happens when he, when he does here. He is being blocked. He rolls off of Hegman, whips his leg, hits Ellis, and knocks him for a loss in the backfield. Excellent play. Second down, 11 to go. They brought in their pass rushers for Birmingham, and the offensive mission spreads out. McLean wide right, Carter to the left. The backs are split. Abair back to throw. Throws the ball across the middle, and it is across the middle that was Mike Cobb or rather Dan Eccles the tight end and Billy Caesar hit him and when he hit him Eccles dropped the ball <laughs> I've been talking about hitting in the secondary and the linebackers watch Billy Caesar number 44 right in the middle of your screen watch what he does he knows he can't intercept the ball but he hits Eccles in the back and makes him drop the football that's good play by the secondary third down and 11 to go with Ron Ingram checking in. And Frank McLean going out as a wide receiver. Ingram goes wide to the left and Carter comes to the right. Hargrove started as fullback, caught a pass, but Hagen has been in there since. Third and 11, Adair back to throw. In trouble and down he goes, the first sack of the night. Looked like Reigns, the best pass rusher, the eight-year veteran out of Alabama. And that may have taken out of the range of the Logic. Mike Reigns makes the tackle, but watch who comes. Everybody, both inside linebackers are coming. The defensive ends are coming. The, the nose tackle, and there's Reigns, number 79, making the tackle in the backfield. 3.25 to go in this 3-0 ball game, first quarter. Ojovic is going to try this one. And, well, they're going to try from 49 yards again. Hit it before. This has got plenty of foot from 49 yards out. It is good again. And Michigan with Lajovic. Lajovic scoring from 49 yards out with the field goal. 3.08 to go. We're in the first quarter. Monday night football on ESPN at 6-0 Michigan. Tommy's live Thursday nights at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific time every week for Inside the USFL. Here on ESPN, Bojovic just kicked a 49-yard field goal. Since that time, the wind has whipped up in his face, and Kincaid, as the ball is blown off the tee. I don't think he would have come close to the field goal that he made with such ease had that wind been there just moments before he kicked. Jim, that kick was 49 yards, but the ball went over the back fence behind. There, look at that. You can see the flags how it's kicked up in just two minutes. But the ball went over the back fence, which is 10 yards beyond the goalpost. He has a very short run-up, Bajovic. And this is Kincaid, the five-foot-four speedster from the four-yard line, straight up the middle into the wedge. And you just look for him where he's going <laughs> to pop out, which side. <laughs> he gets him across the 25-yard line where... Pennywell made the tackle. Pennywell is 6'1", 225. Kincaid, a very small man, 165, 5'4". Scoring drive, seven plays. 49-yard field goal, capped it off. And it looks like the rain has begun to come. They'll put a damper on this USFL football game. They expected only a 25% chance of showers, but here they are. It's back. 
That is Kent Tolton, the fullback of Birmingham, getting across the 30-yard line. And that's just about their best gain of the night. And the first time they've gone to the ground tonight with any success. Pennywell again makes the stop. Second down and six to go. Well, we knew that Michigan thought that they could run the football on Birmingham. Birmingham, on the other hand, with Collier, feels that they can throw the ball. And they really don't want him to run the football. We saw that one time where he had an open field and didn't take it. 2.24 to go, first quarter, 6 to nothing, Michigan. Here's Collier firing, and it is almost picked off. That was Clarence Chapman jumping in front of Daryl Mason. Chapman, number 22, jumped in front of Daryl Mason, number 81, and Reggie Collier has yet to complete a pass tonight. Excellent play by Clarence Chapman because Daryl Mason is not his man. He gets off the off of the wide receiver and comes back in for the interception, and Collier just hung the ball up in the air. Ball on the 32-yard line, third down and six to go. They got a lot of men up front as though they're coming on third and six. Collier rolls out. Gets a good block, but the man who was blocked makes the good play. What a play by David Greenwood, the All-American rookie, the top draft choice out of Wisconsin. And then cheering here because apparently there is going to be a first down. Mike Hurd gets a good block, and then Adlet number 78 is the other guy that gets a good block. And and you see that you could you could tell how a good a runner Collier is. Now you gotta understand in college he averaged over five yards a carry. He gets it last yard on his own. A good play by the defense, but Collier leaps, picks up the first down. First first down in Birmingham history of the USFL. Ball out at the 38-yard line. And off inside to Ken Tolton, and Tolton barely gets back to the line of scrimmage. That was Wes Roberts and Bob Pennywell who drove him back. 1.20 to go in this first quarter. Dominated by Michigan thus far. Biloxi, Mississippi, the hometown of Reggie Collier. Look at that. 2,300 yards for a quarterback in college. They told us that he might not, they didn't want him to run the ball, but that play that he ran for the first down, Jim, was clearly a run. It was not a pass at all. And David Greenwood, who made the stop, they said, at Michigan, he can play strong safety initially for 10 years. He's that good. <laughs> he did. Second down nine. A little delay there and going nowhere is Ken Tolton. As David Tipton, the nose guard, knocked him down. And it'll be third and long as time is running out in the first quarter. We've had everything thus far tonight. A little bit of rain, a lot of excitement, a traffic jam that delayed the kickoff by five to seven minutes. And dominance by Michigan. Pennywell has gone out and they brought in a fifth defensive back, Albert Gray. And the rain is really pouring down now on Legion Field. This was not expected. Third and long. Well, I don't know if that was a mix-up or not, but it's close to a first down for Cotty, whether it was a quarterback draw or he went to hand off the ball and nobody was there. Whatever, you'll interpret for me, Paul McGuire. It's close to a first down. When you look at Reggie Collier run with the football, you've got to know that this man loves to do that. Very close as they have ended the quarter with a measurement. Coming out to see whether or not when we start the second quarter. Gee, the rain is really peppering down now. 
So while they take this measurement, it will go away. So when we come back, we can resume play. Michigan at Birmingham. It's a first down for Birmingham, but they trail at the end of the first quarter, six to nothing to the Panthers. The only thing that's really going to suffer this rain tonight are the hairdos of some of the people who have looked ahead <laughs> to this fine opening of the USFL and professional football in Birmingham, Alabama. The ball is at the 48-and-a-half-yard line. We begin the second half at a six-to-nothing Michigan. And Reggie Collier at the controls. Anderson is wide to the left. Ron Frederick to the right. They have a single setback, and they give it to him. Tolton, the fullback, who barely gets to the 50-yard line. A gain of a yard, perhaps. Ray Bentley, the linebacker on the inside, put him down. And it'll be second down and nine. Birmingham, they're doing something that uh, Coach Raleigh Dodge told us they would do and go with a double tight end situation. Now they're taking one of the tight ends out, and they're going back to the two running backs. Earl Gant, veteran out of Missouri, checks in, put in some time with the Kansas City Chiefs. And again, Frederick this time goes left, and Anderson, the other wide receiver, comes to the right. Second down, nine to go, wind blowing, rain here, and straight ahead goes Colton, the fullback, out of Cornell, and picks up three or four yards, but he has moved into Michigan territory, down to the 46-yard line, where Ronnie Padgett of Louisiana Tech and Dave Tipton made the stop. A little early in the game. We just started the second quarter. The only real running threat that they've had so far, Birmingham, they being Birmingham, is Reggie Collier. So I would imagine they'll go up top. The good news is, as you see them covering up, that rain is slowing down perceptibly. It is still raining, but it is slowing down perceptibly. Looks like the blitz is on. Collier back slips on the wet and now gets the ball away. Putting it down very carefully is Earl Gant out of Missouri, and he puts it down at the 40, saying, we've got a first down. Two important things happen on this play. One, watch what Reggie Collier does. He will sit in that pocket. He's got the confidence in his offensive line. Then he picks the back, Gant, coming across the middle, and Gant holding on to the football. Ball at the 40-yard line. Now Frederick, who has great hands, goes to the left. Anderson, who has great speed, comes to the right. Collier hands to Gant. Gant hands to Frederick. Frederick center on the ball. Across the 35, across the 30, out of bounds. Marks out of bounds. First down at the 23-yard line. Ron Frederick, out of Duke University. Clarence Chapman knocked him out of bounds. First down. Here comes the reverse now. In number 78, Adelaide, Buddy Adelaide is going to be downfield to make the block. There is a pass off of this play. Frederick looked like he was looking at it. You see the block by Adelaide right there on the on about the 30-yard line. And Frederick takes the ball down to the 23-yard line. 12.52 to go in the first half. Six to nothing, Michigan. But Birmingham driving for the first time tonight. They go back to the single setback again. Gant is out. Two tight ends in. And there's Tolan and Tolan just maybe have gotten back to the line of scrimmage in a yard more, and that is about all. And you can see Mel Land, the good linebacker out of Michigan State, and Roddy Patch at the end on that left side, combining for the tackle. Jim Stanley across the way. And now Gant comes back in, along with Steve Stevens. 
A tight end for Birmingham that caught a pass back in the first quarter. Ball is up the 22-yard line. Second down and nine to go. Frederick goes wide to the left. Anderson comes to the right. Second and nine, Tarlin goes across the middle, stacked up very quickly, may have gotten another yard, and it'll be third down and eight to go, and it's passing time for Reggie Collier, who is always a threat, as Paul and I have told you to run. Robert Pennywell in on yet another tackle. Now mark the ball right at the 20. All right, there's the first quarter, so if you take a look at it, Michigan, where's the first drive, six and a half minutes, came away with a field goal. They've had control of the football game in the first quarter. Here's a situation where you like to see, with the, with the running ability of Collier, to roll him out. Now, you're in almost in the center of the field. You can take him either way, right or left, but they're going to drop back. Dropping back. Collier throwing as a man open, and it is caught. That is Ken Tolton out of the backfield. The fullback inside the 15-yard line, and the way they're marking the ball, it'll be fourth down in the yard. So Scott Norwood, a field goal kicker, is on the field at the moment. And here in Legion Field, where the rain has stopped for the moment, they want him to go for first down. Raleigh Dodge talking, and now he's waving, I believe. Norwood out on the field. Now they're putting him off the field. Jim, no matter what he does here, it's not going to be right. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> you start listening to the players and not listening to the coaching staff. All of a sudden, they send the field goal team on. It always seems like your first instinct is the best of all. Well, they had to call a timeout because there was so much indecision. So they're going to make their decision, and we'll come back. They want them to go for it in Birmingham. 10.50 to go. We're in the first half of 6 nothing Michigan. The decision has been made. They will go for it on fourth and one at the 14-yard line. Collier hands off Tolden. And I believe he's got it. I believe Tolan's got it. They say he does. First down inside the 15-yard line. Bentley stood him up along with Pennywell, but Tolan out of Cornell had the momentum. Tolan gets it to where they like to run it in his short yard. He's number 72 Woods and Buddy Adelette number 78. The left guard and the left tackle. And Tolan was hit at the line of scrimmage. He got the rest of it on his own. Six to nothing, Michigan. Birmingham driving for the first time. Frederick comes out to the right. Anderson to the left. Two tight ends. Hearn and Mason. Fake for Tolan. Here comes Carter. He can run. Greenwood is after him. All-American on All-American. All-American. Greenwood makes the stop of All-American Collier. Inside the 10. Jim, you can set this match up hours before a game and never dreamed that you're going to see it. Now you're going to see Collier, one All-American on the other one. David Greenwood, this is why you said he could be around this league for 10 years and be All-Pro. The play he made right there, one-on-one -on, -one on Collier, was outstanding. Second because down and four at the four. When you, when you see a guy out there, this, this is what makes you shake a little bit, but he played it right. He kept Collier to his outside, would not let him break back inside, and then made the tackle. Anderson left, Franklin right. Two tight ends. Second down, four. Collier gets down near the first down inside the five. Reggie Collier. It'll be third and inches, or it will be first down. First down and goal to go, Birmingham. 
This time, Jim, it's Reggie Collier's turn on David Greenwood. Greenwood does not keep him to the outside. Watch what happens. He'll put the fake on Greenwood right here and cut right back to his inside. And there's David Greenwood. He can't make the tackle. The ball just inside the three-yard line. First down and goal to go for Birmingham. 9.45 to go in the first half. Split back. Down here calls for quiet. Crowd is huge and cheering. come on. Raleigh Dodge is out to congratulate his team. Michigan absolutely dominated the first quarter with two long drives, settling for 49-yard field goals, and then Collier got it rolling. And as you take a look at Scott Norwood, remember there is a T that is optional, and he is using it. Bob Lane to hold. The kick is up. It is good. And Birmingham leads in this ballgame. 9.28 to go in the half. It's 7-6 Birmingham over Michigan. That's because Walker that time took the side on the center and he gets blown out of there and he picked up four or five yards. Eight minutes to go in the half. 7-6 Birmingham. Third down, 11. Holloway in motion. Hey, they lost the football. Belongs to Birmingham. The fourth man along the short button made the tackle at four down linemen. Hebert lost the football and Jimmy Walker out of Arkansas. Or was that Reggie Lewis 76? It is Walker 75. All right, this is the thing that you've got to work on day after day. That's right up the center and Hebert, the quarterback, he got he did not get control of the ball he was going back. And Jimmy Walker, no question about it, had just waiting on the football. But it's so important working with that center all the time. First down, Birmingham. They've got it on their own 20-yard line. Colin and gets a yard or two. Now, if you tuned in in the middle of this game and you might be wondering why all the fumbles, remember we had an unexpected cloudburst and the field is wet and the ball gets wet. There's Jackie Klein who had the fumble recovered. Take a look at the inside linebackers. Now, this is Ricky Young and Pennywell or Bentley, excuse me, Ricky Young and Bentley, and the inside linebackers feel so very well. And again, I, I keep saying this, but even Michigan admits it. Their strong suit are their linebackers, and they're carrying eight of them. And Calavino has checked in, as here comes Tolan trying to get outside, and he gets to the 50-yard line. Riding, riding him down on top, as you can see, is Jeff Jackson, and Calavino, who we said just came into the ballgame, number 41, made the stop. 7-6, Bach is running. 2-12 to go. Mobility of a defensive lineman. Watch Jackson. He is the defensive end. The play is cut back to the inside. And there's Jackson to make the tackle. And now we have the two-minute warning. One minute, 58 seconds actually to go. And remember, when we come back in the last two minutes of either half of the USFL, every time they pick up a first down and move the sticks, time stops on that board until the sticks are set again. So they got their own timeouts. Plus, if they can pick up first downs, they've got additional timeouts. Two-minute warning. Todd, you're over to talk to Raleigh Dodge, his head coach in this 7-6 ball game. 
Here, the graduate of Southern Mississippi, a big starter sign at Birmingham. They're redoing the jersey of Jackie Klein after working on his ribs, apparently, Paul. You've had that done to you, I'm sure, your teammates. And you can probably estimate better what they're doing to him than I can. Now, well, the pad's been removed there. When they took the pads off, you know that uh, he's not going to see any more action in his first half and hope he can come back. What happened is it, when he got the fumble, nobody hit him. The ball was there and, and falling on the turf he might have had a bad risk before this coming up at halftime and we've only got 154 to go be sure to see Kevin Slayton with the Ford halftime feature looking at this week's stars in the USFL Kevin is with us on every Saturday and Monday night game Collier's only two for eight has a bruised left hand this has been a bruising ball game stallions of Birmingham lead the Panthers of Michigan seven to six and have a third down and eight to go with the ball at midfield. We can assess Collier in, just in the first half. First of all, we know he can run the football. He proved that. The scoring the touchdown, moving the team down the field. And I think he ran the ball three or four times straight in a row. That's the one thing. The other thing, the big problem with Collier is once he's in college, his primary receiver was not open. He had a tendency to run with the football, averaging five yards a carry in college football. But again here, the other thing was forcing the football, and that's something he has done tonight, early. Anderson left, Frederick right, Salton, Roney back in there. And here is Collier running again across the line of scrimmage. He's got five, he's got ten, he's out of bounds. First down, Reggie Collier stopping the clock. And Dalton clearing the way with a fine block. There is just no place to throw. The, the pattern is too long. Now, here's Collier. He's looking at one receiver to the outside. A little force there. Watch Talton on the outside on land, number 47. Right there, there's a fullback coming back and getting another block. Enables Collier to pick up another eight yards. Ball is on the 37-yard line. Anderson to the right, Frederick to the left. Gant gives the ball to Frederick. He can throw the football from there, and he's not going to have a chance. Look to throw Ron Frederick in a strong from the 37 back to the 40. Mel Land doing the good job on him, along with Jeff Jackson. Uh -huh, Jeff. I love Reggie Collier. He didn't take on a linebacker. Reggie Collier tried to block Jackson, number 77, to tackle. He did do a bunch of a job. <laughs> There's Collier on the ground. Here comes Jackson, number 77. There's Land, number 47. And Jackson's on the plate. I give him an A as far as trying to, an attempt. Jackie Klein has a slight bruised shoulder. Expected to play again in the second half for Birmingham. Here's Collier on second down along about 13. All the time in the world. And Fulber shoots his man, the tight end, Daryl Mason. I guess he just had too much time. Stops the clock with 103 to go. Seldom do you see that kind of time. Third down and 13. Three-man rush doesn't get you much. And take a look at the deep drop. Everybody is in the zone. They're all playing zone. The corners are up short. Back on the bottom over here was Talton, the fullback, all by himself, and Collier couldn't find him. Went to the tight end. Clock is stopped. Earl Gant comes back in, a running back who has been really lining up, as some of the tight ends have, just off the tackle on occasion. But this time he sets up at a split backfield. Third down, 13. Collier. Collier throws and has his hand. And that is Daryl Mason.
from the tight end, and that's a first down inside the 30. Run out of bounds by David Greenwood. You've got to love what Reggie Collier does here. They had the blitz on. There were six men coming at Collier, and he sat in there. The offensive line did a beautiful job moving everybody to the outside. You see Padgett on the outside. Here's Collier. He is cocked and ready to throw. He finds Mason, the tight end. He's not worried about the guys coming from the outside. He's still looking at his receiver. Knows he made the completion. The ball was right on target. And you know what I meant to say. David Greenwood did not run him out of bounds, but he was one of those blitzing. All right, Anderson, wide left. And Kevin Miller to the right. Collier dumps it over the middle, and oh, it's going to be intercepted by Ray Bentley. Intended for Steve Stevens. Went off his hand into the hand of Ray Bentley. Yet another turnover with 49 seconds left in the half. Jim, the Michigan linebackers. John Corker is the guy that hits Stevens. He pops him. And it goes into Bentley's hand. All right. Here's Reggie Collier back, hitting the tight end. That's Corker popping him. The ball pops up. Bentley, the other linebacker, is right there. Look at Chapman. And the rest of the players coming up to help out. But that's Osborne, excuse me, number 23. Ball is placed down on the 27-yard line. Let's see how Michigan plays this. Down by a point well in their own territory. 49 seconds to go. And how do they play it? They've got three wide receivers in. Two to the right side, including Anthony Carter. Hebert. Hebert fires, has a man, and is caught and backing out of bounds with it. Across the way is Derek Holloway. That'll be a first down across the 45-yard line. That took all of six seconds, 43 seconds to go, and they're near midfield. All right, Hebert, he's looking downfield for Anthony Carter. He's looking to his right. Now he comes back to his left, looking people off, and he finds Derek Holloway because the corner didn't play short, and the safety was a little bit too deep. They were in a zone defense. Completion. Frank McLean, wide to the left. Anthony Carter, the man on the right. Holloway, the man in motion. Hebert. Hebert throws across the middle. Oh, what a Put on the intended receiver, and the intended receiver was Derek Holloway, the man in motion. And Abair didn't have it too easy back there either. 38 seconds left. That's what that's what McPherson, the linebacker, again. The linebackers are active on both squads. Number 75, Jimmy Walker puts the heat on Abair and forces the throw. You'll see him coming up through the middle. There he is. And then you see McPherson hitting Holloway. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be in the middle, my friend. A lot of hitting going on tonight from the 46-yard line. Second down and 10. McLean to the left. Carter's over there on the right side. Holloway in motion. Hey there. Looks to his back coming out of the backfield. That overthrows him coming out of the backfield. That is Tony Ellis, who figured very much early in the first quarter when they were running him a lot. And that's the first time that we've called Ellis's name in some time. That's the call, the old short arm play, Jim. When you're running the back and you're going to the outside, you know you're going to be out of bounds anyway. And you can smell that linebacker, Mike Murphy, coming up on the outside, number 56. You kind of just only stretch your arm halfway you out. Yeah, you, don't, you don't want to reach the ball because you don't want to lose your head. Oh, it is third down and 10 in the closing moments of the first half. Enthusiastic crowd tonight, and that is an understatement, I believe. Hebert looking again, goes for the man coming back, and that is number 82. That is Frank McLean, and McLean 
gets inside the 45-yard line. Now there, that will stop the clock. If they don't take the time out, which they're not doing, with 22 seconds to go because they will move the sticks. And that's the rule of the USFL. Okay, Murphy and Thomas are the outside. McLean, here he comes. He comes back to the ball. Now, here comes here comes Murphy, 56. He's going for the ball. Thomas is right there. He doesn't make the tackle, but they're going to make McLean pay for it. That's Mike Murphy coming back again. That's hustled by the linebacker. All right, Bear goes down. He's looking. He's trying to find Anthony Carter when you see him looking off to the right. Carter is not open. There he sees McLean there. Now, watch 56, Mike Murphy. He misses the tackle. There's another tackle missed there, and then Murphy comes back and makes the play. Time has been called, and it was Michigan that called it. They wanted more time than simply moving the sticks. Trainers, tournament out on the field, but more importantly, Bobby Bear. We haven't said too much about him, except he's very quick. He hasn't run too much tonight, but he is a rookie and went to school at Northwest Louisiana State and has won the job. Out over another rookie, Whit Taylor, who took Vanderbilt to the Hall of Fame Bowl right here in Legion Field, and Mark Miller, who's on, not on the active squad, he's out of Bowling Green on a three-year backup with the Cleveland Browns. And the wind has stopped completely again. Well, we didn't expect the rain, we got it. High winds, we didn't expect, we got that, but only momentarily. Michigan led at the end of the first half on 249-yard field goals, six to nothing, and then Cartier drove them and ran around right end three yards, and uh, the extra point put Birmingham in front, seven to six. First down, Anthony Carter in motion. Hebert, closing moment, fires the football, has his man, that is Cobb, across the middle. Not enough for the first down. That won't stop the clock. They'll have to call timeout. Tacklers led by Larry McPherson, number 50 of Birmingham. And the Panthers with 11 seconds left call timeout. Jim, don't you think that ball draws a crowd? McPherson was the first guy there on Cobb. But then the rest of the Birmingham defense showed up in a hurry. <laughs> when you've got eight or nine guys going at your frame, there's no place to go. I was just thinking, Paul, sitting here, and it is not our position to sell the USFL, only to report the USFL, but of all the games between now and July, when's the championship game on the 17th? Have this kind of excitement and this kind of crowd involvement, the football-loving public is in for a great spring and early summer before the NFL returns in the fall. Jim, I, you know, looking at it, I expected turnovers. They haven't been together long, and I'm not making excuses. The coaches want to eliminate those things. But if you take a look at the hitting in this football game, it's been ferocious by everybody. And, out, and the linebackers on both Michigan and Birmingham have just been outstanding. Ball on the 36-yard line, 11 seconds left in the half. Second down and three to go for the first down. High formation. and he may have the first down. They're saying he does with five seconds left. Forced out of bounds by Jimmy Walker, one of the down linemen, just walking back number 75. Well, there were 11 seconds on the clock. There's now five, so that means that they've got, if they're going to do it, they've got to kick the field goal now because I don't think they'll have time to get the playoff and stay in bounds or whatever unless they're going to go for the end zone. Well, we now know that Novo Bojovic certainly has the range to kick another field goal, but we see Bobby Hebert coming back in. 
Well, five seconds left. Well, this, now here comes Pajovic. Yeah, this would be, what, 32? This will be another 49-yard field goal. Maybe this is lucky number. They took a look at it. He's got <laughs> two of them. They figured, hey, why not one more? Also get, remember, a two-point lead. That's what he's doing. It's spotting it right there at the 39. They use the kicking tee, and the wind has begun to sprung up. And for Bojovic, it is coming from behind him, so he'll get a little extra <laughs> assistance. Maybe a little left to right. I would call timeout if I was Birmingham to see if that wind had died down. Bojovic, 39 yards out. He's got the leg, and he's got the lead. Time out. Panthers, their third 49-yard field goal as time runs out of the half. Birmingham leading by a point, now finds itself down by two. That is the end of the first half of professional football of the USFL in Birmingham, Alabama, with Michigan leading Birmingham 9-7. to seven. Birmingham will receive. Bajovic will kick off 9-7 to seven, Michigan. The rain is back in force. It's not the kind of rain, Paul, that is going to, I believe, create a lot of problems, but it's the kind of rain that's going to make a lot of people in the stands very wet. It's exactly. The, the momentary rain. Exactly, Jim. The only time we saw any slip at all was the one time that Collier went back and he slipped just with his back foot, came back up, set up, and threw the pass and completed it. There's the guy we've got to try to find most of the time, yeah, Michael Kincaid. For those who did not see him, Michael is five feet four inches tall. As a matter of fact, one of the officials of the Birmingham Stadium said that he went up to the practice field and ordered him off the field. He didn't know that he was a player. And then when he said, I'm a player, he said something that I shall not repeat. He said, get off until the player said, look, my name is Kincaid. I belong here. Pajovic, the kickoff. Kincaid standing on his own six-yard line. The rain is coming down, but the wind has stopped. And Kincaid will get his opportunity from the six. 20, wow, knocked down on a driving tackle by the linebacker. It was Bentley, Ray Bentley, also of Central Michigan, who played there with Pajovic last year, came in to make the stop. This is one thing on a 40-man squad. You've got to play a lot of the special teams, and watch what Bentley does. He goes right through the wedge. Nobody blocked him, and he hit Kincaid. You want to know, where did he come from? Here comes Reggie Codger, three-yard touchdown run. Most of the time, he was going with a single setback, Ken Dalton, in the first half. Dalton is in there now as a single setback. Two tight ends, two wide receivers. On the 19 and a half yard line, and that is Dalton right there. Dalton slips one tackle, picks up six yards, gets out across the 25 to the 26 yard line. Where the tackle was made by Ronnie Padgett. Number 87. They, they like to run to Robert Wood's side also, Adlet over there. That's Bentley, the man that made the tackle on the kickoff. He misses the tackle there, and Talton picks up about six yards. Gant comes in, and instead of taking one of the tight ends this time, they'll take out Ken Talton, who just carried the ball. So Earl Gant, a running back, replaces the fullback. Second down and four, nine to seven, Michigan, early in the third quarter. Here's Gant, trying to get outside, and there's a fine play made right there by Wes Roberts, the veteran. Hold it, that is Ray Bentley, 61, not 81, the rookie out of Central Michigan. But I'll keep the same adjectives, a fine play. Oh, exactly. 
All right, here's Gant. He fakes one way, goes back to the outside, and watch Mr. Bentley again. That's two out of three tackles, not too bad. Look at Bentley. He looks back to the inside, sees the play moving to the outside. That is number 74, Sandin, the guard that didn't get to the outside, and Bentley made the tackle. Third down and seven. The fans huddle under the stands because of the rain, beginning to whoop it up now. And there's a completed pass and a first down across the 30-yard line. David Greenwood makes the stop of Ken Tarleton, who came back into the ball game and plays pass receiver one more time. Greenwood was aided by Mel Land, the outside linebacker. Ball is placed down on the 31-yard line. Start of the game, Michigan dominated the first quarter. Birmingham dominated the second quarter until the final seconds when Abair moved Bajovic into position for that third consecutive field goal of 49 yards. Talton. Talton, that is Padgett hanging on up top, and Talton carries him from the 31 out to the 35-yard line. Corker helped Padgett put him down. Raleigh Doss is the coach of Birmingham, sending in a play this time by a tight end, Steve Stevens, replacing Mike Hearn coming out. Jim, and in this drive, if you noticed, the, the Birmingham Stallions ran, all their running plays have been to the left side. Second down and seven. Oh, my. Oh, my. Adelet was in the backfield defensively of Michigan before the ball was snapped. And he was going to run one to the left side again. Yeah. They're... They're running that left side in the Tennessee. And the one thing, though, that you've got good linebackers Michigan has, and you don't want to start anticipating from the backside. It starts saying, well, if they're going to run everything left, we'll just we'll adjust a little bit more to that side. You've got to have your players on the, the left-hand side of the defense now, which would be Mr. Padgett, the defensive left end. Make sure that they stay at home. Second down, 12. They move the ball back to the 29-yard line. Anderson, Greg Anderson from Alabama State, goes wide to the left, on Frederick to the right. Two tight ends, and Collier dropping straight back. Collier puts it out, that is Gant. Gant cuts across the field, slips one tackle, and gets out across the 35-yard line, shy of the first down. It'll be third down and about four to go. John Corker really leveled Gant, and Mel Land helped out. Jim, that time the pass protection by the Birmingham offensive line was absolutely fantastic. They just kept everybody boxed into the inside. Collier slipped himself back to the outside, saw Gant open, dumped the ball to him, and let him run on his own. Third down and four, Paul, and for the first time we have two setbacks, Earl Gant and Ken Tauken in this half. Third and four, Tauken. Did not get the first down. He almost picked up the football across the line of scrimmage. He was well ahead of the handoff. Pennywell leveled him. It's fourth down. And now it'll be Dario Casarino out of the University of Washington coming in. And that means that Anthony Carter will go deep for Michigan. Casarino is a big man. 
six six two forty. And he's a punter. Carter dropping well back inside his own 20 yard line. They got the watch on him. Asarino on a drive. The ball hits at the 20, and Carter's not going to be able to touch it. Birmingham does not cover it as it bounces almost back to the 25. Ten minutes, ten seconds to go. Third quarter, Michigan over Birmingham, 9-7. And off to the tailback, Tony Ellis, and Jimmy Walker puts him down after a gain of just two yards across the 25 to the 26-yard line. The crowd in the first half was absolutely outstanding in terms of noise level. I think, Paul, at halftime, with that driving rain, they've been quieted down a little bit. As soon as their ball club gets the ball again and they dry out a little bit, we'll hear from them again. Carter goes wide to the right. And Ron Ingram comes to the left. Hail back again with the football, and again, not much. It breaks away! Thompson. They had Ellis about a yard or two across the line of scrimmage, and then he just exploded out of the pack, and Thompson knocked him out of bounds. So one thing they talk about Ellis is he keeps on driving. All right, he's going up, up the middle. He's going there's Bradley up the center. They're all in there blocking. Four or five guys had a shot at him. Take a look at Ellis. Switches the ball over, keeps it away from, from Thompson, and he gets run out of bounds. But that was a great run. All, all right, here. Jimmy, here's here's Radliff. This is the center from Georgia. He's on Walker. Whoa! <laughs> Walker made the play, had the hit. Didn't hold on. Ball on the 49. Hebert dropping back, dumping it out here. Has it to his man Hagen, the fullback, and he's got a first down down to the 35-yard line. The official paid attendance. Official paid attendance. That's not everybody that's in here. 38,352 for the Birmingham Stadium. And with only 17,000 season tickets sold, 21,000 more folks showed up. And as we said, some folks, someone was kind to of them. But that's the paid personnel in it. <laughs> Ball is at the 35-yard line. First down and 10 to go. Michigan leading by two and driving. Hey there. Hit as he throws and the ball is caught, nope, dropped by Anthony Carter. Thought he had the ball, but when he hit the ground, the ball squirted away. Second down and 10. Carter, one of the superstars of collegiate football, only one other man has been an All-American three consecutive years out of school. No doubt Herschel Walker would have been, but Carter was. First time in more than 40 years, and Every time they try to figure out whether he weighs 150, 55, 60, 65, everybody always winds up by saying whatever it is, he can take a hit better than many big men and get up and continue to play. The one thing about him, he'll go across the middle and catch the ball in the crowd. Second down and 10. And there's Ellis again, and this time he's pulled down. Big number 90, Wendell Ray. Out of the University of Washington. Made the stop. 
<laughs> this little crossfire action, and Wendell Ray is coming down the line of scrimmage. It almost takes Ellis's head off. And Jackie Klein, who was injured in that first half, is back in the ball game, number 98. Check that. That's Charles Martin that has come in the nose tackle, 96. But we can see Klein is also in there. Next to him. Third down, eight to go. Blitz is on. Look out, Abair gets the ball away. No good. Mike Murphy blitzing. The ball was trying to get out to uh, John Williams coming out, but it is fourth down. Jim, they sent everybody. This is called the old days of Mad Dog. You see Ray going up. You see Murphy, number 56. Abair's throwing this ball away. Should have taken a loss because Caesar was right there to make the interception if the ball would have been on target. Here's that man again, but I think it's going to be slightly longer than 49 yards. There can't be four of them, can there? They have to put it back at about the 40-yard line and make it a 50-yarder. No win this time. Three of them are 49 yards. He'll try this from 50, but Jovic from 50 yards out, and it is not going to make it. The extra yard did him in. <laughs> 8 19 to go. Third quarter. Michigan continues to lead Birmingham by the score of 9 to 7. Tight end of a motion. First time we've seen that. Called him the fullback. Follows him and picks up a couple of yards across the 35 yard line to the 36 yard line. And that is all. 9 to 7. All of the scoring in the first half. Ken Salton is getting an amount of work that after talking to the Birmingham staff today, I did not expect would run the ball that much. No, I was not thinking they would throw the football. If they said Reggie Collier wouldn't run. He's been running the ball. <laughs> I would imagine they're going to throw in this situation. Greg Anderson left and Ron Frederick right. Gantt this time is a setback with two tight ends. That is Gantt going up the middle. He gets out near midfield and almost left the football behind at about the 43 but hangs on to it first down for Birmingham Wes Roberts made the stop along with David Goodwood great work all right take a look at Gant here's the hole they're running left again they're running to the left hand side John Corker number 57 is the man that missed the tackle and Gant picks up the first down I thought they would pass that situation but they really do not throw much off of that double tight end this time Anderson goes out to the left, and Frederick to the right. First down, midfield. Gant again, gets a good block out in front, and he doesn't have the ball because Cotter held on to it, and Gant came back, peeling back to throw a block for Cotter, but Reggie only got a yard or two. Running play all the way, I would judge. Yeah, and, and again, I, I must repeat this, that, that all of their running plays so far have been from the center left. They have not run the football to the right-hand side of the field. Speculate what would happen if they put a speedster. Well, I'll tell you one time they did come to the right, but that was on a reverse. It could have been a pass play to Ron Frederick. Other than that, you're right. You may see that reverse again. Second down and six. Ball on the 46-yard line. And this is Colton getting down near a first down, but not enough for the first down. 
tripped up by Ron Osborne and Ray Bentley. Now, Osborne is a rookie out of Iowa State. Bentley, whom we called a lot on tonight, is a rookie out of Central Michigan. And John Arnold, who picked up a fumble, is also a rookie out of Iowa State. So Arnold and Osborne played in the same backfield at Iowa State, and now one year later, or even less than that, in the same backfield in the pros. Third down, three to go. Gant and Carlton are in there. Put back. But first down, Reggie Cowdery. Now, you remember I was telling you stuff that don't get long to sleep, but don't get carried away on, on the left-hand side of the defense side, right-hand side of the offense. Take a look in here. Here's David Greenwood. He commits himself way inside. Reggie Carrier gets to the outside. He has got a blocker out in front with him. That's Buddy Adelette, number 78, and he picks up the first down. They lull you to sleep. All the motion went to the left-hand side. Collier comes out here by himself. Ball is on the 34-yard line. Birmingham on the move, trailing by two, 5.25 to go, third quarter. Single setback is Gant. And the crowd has come alive again as the team begins to move. Gant, a yard or two and no more. Ronnie Padgett down at the bottom, number 87 getting up. David Greenwood also in on the tackle. Jim, one of the things that really scares me about Reggie Collier, and it also scares the coaching staff, the young man does not know how to fly. He doesn't know how to, when the guy's coming up, he still thinks he can run over him. He goes to the out-of-bounds, and he runs out, out-of-bounds. He won't fly when the, when the defensive backs are coming up. When you're in the middle of the field, get down, sacrifice the yard. He runs straight up. I remember when our good friend down in uh, Atlanta first came up, he wouldn't fly either, but learn. linebacker made the stop. When you see Reggie Collier go back, and we stress this thing, and we keep talking about this young man because he does everything so well. When you see him stand back in the pocket like that and looking around, because Mason was not his primary target, that shows that he has, number one, confidence in his offensive line that they're going to do the job for him and block for him. And two, finding his receivers coming back, got the tight end underneath the linebackers in front of the safety, Almost picked up the first down. 3.45 to go, third quarter. Third down, two. And as he got a first down out, Earl Gant, tackled by Greenwood. Looks like a first down, Birmingham. They'll spot the ball at the 21-yard line. Great drive by Birmingham, engineered by Cotter. He's completed some passes, has run a bootleg himself, and has been running the other folks off the left side. And that play, they ran to the right-hand side. Anderson left, Frederick right, lone setback is Fulton. Doss keeps shifting his back, his tight ends and his wide receiver. Cotter, no place to go. He's going to run with the ball. 
and get inside the 20-yard line. Busted play, busted play. The handoff was supposed to be to Salga. He didn't take the ball. Reggie <laughs> said, oops. <laughs> Let me look for a receiver first. I will find him, so I might as well run. He will be sore <laughs> tomorrow. I can tell you right now. He's limping a little bit right He's now. He's sore right now, I was going to say. Second down and eight. We told you had a bruised left hand back in the first half, but came back, and he has been taking his lump. Ball just inside the 19-yard line. Second down, eight. Gant has come back in. Frederick on the right side. Anderson to the left. Collier throwing in frequently in this half. Stevens, the tight end in motion. And there's Gant. Side, and he's knocked out of bounds as he gets to the 15-yard line by Ron Osborne, number 23, as Gant is number 23. Osborne, the cornerback, on the right side. Stops the clock, 1.56 to go, third quarter. They had Michigan overshifted just a little bit to their left, Birmingham's right. And that time, Stevens, the tight end, forced the defensive end to the inside. Bentley, the linebacker, never got to Gant. He got back to the outside. He picked up a first down. Or, excuse me, picked up about uh, six yards. Third and four. At the 15. Number 61, just no way you're going to catch Reggie Collier, and he gets to the outside. All right, take a look at his legs, Jim. He's, he's throwing up, and he's limping a little bit. I don't know whether he's got a, a bruised foot, an ankle, or he's just a little tired. Could be all three. <laughs> First down from the 10-yard line, 1.50 to go. Birmingham moving down by two points to Michigan. Tipton, the nose guard. David Tipton read the play very well, got rid of the center. Watch him, he's over the center. David Tipton takes the side, gets to the outside, oh. and Dan has no place to go. Lost a yard on the play. And Colton is coming in, and Gant pops off. Raleigh Doc. Nope, Gant's going to stay in there. They'll have to send out a tight end, and they do. Darrell Mason will come to the sideline. Scott Norwood, if called on, could give Birmingham a one-point lead if they do not get the touchdown. Mel Lands plays this so well, Jim, and also Pennywell, 59. There's David Greenwood coming up. But look at Mel Land, the outside linebacker. Has a blocker on him. That's Colton. Can't knock him down. He makes the play. 30 seconds to go to third quarter. Clock is running. 
And it's third down from the 12-yard line. Norwood out of James Madison, a rookie looking on. Might be his first shot in the USFL. USFL football on ESPN, three quarters over, Birmingham, trailing Michigan, nine to seven, and looking to go ahead when we come back. Scott Norwood, rookie out of James Madison, from 27 yards out with Lane to hold, will try to put Birmingham ahead by one at 10 to nine, his first kick in the USFL. 27 yards out, Norway kick. It is no good! It is no good! The rookie, under pressure, having to wait the two-minute pause between the third and fourth quarters, moves to the other end of the field and does not do it. They don't get the field goal. Michigan leads by two. Up in the world, you're a hero or a heel. There's a kicking tee. That's Lane holding. And Norwood just hooks this ball. First of all, those strings should have been forward, straight ahead. That will put a little bit of hook on the ball. But Norwood just flat hooked the football. And I'll tell you, when you come off like this, Jim, and you go to the sideline, no one talks to you. Robert Woods, nine-year veteran out of Tennessee State, is the man that's hurt. And they're holding on to that right knee. And he is the reason why they've been running to the left side all the time because he is a veteran that can do some blocking. But on that play, a missed field good goal, Woods comes out with that knee. Reminder that Paul and I are going on to the Rams, I should say the ex-Rams Stadium, Los Angeles, the Coliseum, where now the Express holds forth. And they held forth yesterday beautifully under Tom Ramsey. The visiting team, the Washington Federals, our usual start time, Live on Monday night throughout the season, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time. 20-yard line, Michigan's got the ball and still a two-point lead. 15 seconds or four seconds into the fourth quarter. And the up man is not going to go anywhere. That's Mike Hagan. Now, that'll bring up seeing that great defensive play, Paul McGuire. Wondering down why third and 12 at the other end of the field, while Collier did not throw the ball on third and long and simply sent Talton running into the line. There is a re First of all, he has a tendency to force the ball. The second thing that Raleigh does, you take the ball and you keep it that long. There's the stats after three quarters. But you take the, you take the ball that long and you keep it. You want to come away with three and you still could be ahead. And the other thing I'll get to right after this play. gets away from some more tacklers and picks up about seven or eight yards. And the other thing is that, that they've held Michigan to four field goal attempts. They made three out of them, and they were 49, 49, 49, and 50. So they're playing solid defense. Now, if they would have gotten ahead by one, they feel their defense is doing a great job, and they can hold Michigan. However, they did not count on from 27 yards out, nor would missing very costly thing to watch Woods go out. But did you see the two guys that went out to help him off? Carlton and Gant. They know how important he is. Third down, a yard and a half. 
tries to get across it. He may have made it. McPherson was trying to hold him up. Tony Ellis really put on some second effort as he got to the 30-yard line. And if the ball got there, that means that it is a first down. A reminder that Paul tonight toward the end of the game will be he did not get there. Talking about the Menon MVP. And he did not get there by just that much, the length of the foot of the official. You know why he didn't get there? Because when he was down, then he moved the ball over the 30-yard line. Had he done it on the way down, they would have marked the ball a first down. David Greenwood to kick the ball away. And mighty might, Michael Kincaid, number 80, five feet four, is deep. I don't think Greenwood could see him down there, do you? A tremendous play by Greenwood and roll inside the 40-yard line. An all-American play. Not good to drop the ball, but with men about to tackle him, he nudged the ball away. Now you know how this, why this man is so valuable, David Greenwood. He will be my punter forever. He just misses the ball. But watch the heads-up play. Murphy's going to be there, and so is Reed. And he gets the ball. He just whips it around sideways, around the defenders, and gets the ball away. He kicks the ball about 40 yards. First down 10 from a 38-yard line for Birmingham. They've been dominant lately here in this ball game. They seem to come alive as they have to run. Look out, Buddy Adelette has taken over for Robert Woods at left tackle, and Mark Battaglia, the rookie out of Penn State, has moved to the left guard spot ahead of Adelette as a result of the injury to the knee of Woods. David Greenwood is lined up on a tight end on the outside. They have double tight end. You see Collier, he faked to Talton and had his back to Greenwood. Never saw him coming. Nobody picked up on the other side. There is no back back there to block the safety. And a sack. 9-7, Michigan. Fourth quarter. Lobster come left. Collier has to Gant, and Gant picks up some good yardage across the 30 out near the 34-yard line with Ray Bentley hanging on. David Greenwood is a top pick and signee of the Michigan Panthers and a man that they wanted from a territory and they had to do some bargaining and come up with big bucks for. They got Anthony Carter. Another thing you've got to do is you've got to let Collier throw the football. Second down and long, he has not been throwing the ball. They have not let him throw the football. They've been going with a double tight end. They're back in the double tight end situation. They've got to have him throw the ball. He is going to throw this time. Has time. Delivers a football, and the man slipped. Flag is down. Talton slipped at the 50-yard line. Hold it. That is Craig Anderson slipping. The wide receiver went right out from under his feet. He tried to kind of, the ball was slightly behind him, put on the brakes, and his feet went out. And now, it is going to be a personal foul. It certainly is. And I would assume that personal foul, you're going to talk to the Birmingham folks, because on offense, protecting for your passer, you usually hold, not commit a personal foul. Franklin to the right. It is second down and four. We understand we lost picture for a moment. We've got it back now. Not going anywhere is Ken Tolton. 
Tackled by Ray Bentley. Again, we understand we lost a player too. But nothing huge happened after that penalty, but it is now third down and four. Ten forty-five left in the game. Inside one block near the first down, Collier. Sainton throwing a heck of a block, and Collier is taking a beating tonight. He's running that football team very well, but he is slow getting up. Pulled to his feet by Battaglia, who's now playing a guard spot. Battaglia is playing the guard spot. Adlet moved out to Woods' spot at, at left tackle. And here come the sticks in. See whether or not Collier picked up the first down. If not, it'll be fourth down an inch. He loves to see this gym so he can get a break and take a breath. Tom Banks is stepping on the line. He won't let him stretch it. <laughs> that much. go for it and obviously he's going for it he's ready to send in the play that's not a kicker that's a play coming in from the sideline with a tight end Mike Hearn another tight end Daryl Mason checks back in two wide receivers come out inches to go I think if he would have punted this football they would have booed him right out of the stadium you've got to go for it and the man that should carry the ball is Collier just tap banks and go there's no big decision here, but I'll be wrong because they'll probably give the ball again. Whatever, Birmingham, I think, is getting increasingly confident of its defense. This is not a big gamble, but there's still 10 minutes to go. running 9.45 left in the game. A hard-hitting, exciting game. Michigan out in front, 9-7. And if I'm going anywhere, I'm going to take that all-pro center, Mr. Banks, and just run right up his rear and let him blow out the nose guard. Here it comes. You look at Banks. Watch the two guards cave in. They just open the hole. They only had, what, an inch and a half, give two inches? That's about it. I'm running down on this first ever USFL football game in Birmingham, Alabama. Calderon, the lone setback. First down at the 40. Calderon, little delay there. Calderon, five yards, seven yards, eight yards, down to the 32. Ripped up by Wes Roberts and David Greenwood. You know what makes this play work? Watch him, he stopped, but watch Talton's legs. Just keep an eye on his legs. Watch the drive in his legs. They do not stop. His legs are turning and moving. He's got his knees up, and he picks up an extra three yards. Outstanding run by Talton. Second-year man out of Cornell. Played for Bob Blackman up there, who recently retired. 
Presley. All the time in the world on the flea flicker. And Michigan's got the ball inside their 20. The Panthers still lead 9-7. The flea flickers, the fullback Talton, back to Reggie Collier, and he should have eaten the ball. There's John Corker back there, number 57. Watch, watch when he throws the ball. He's looking at Fredericks coming across. Fredericks couldn't have gotten to the ball anyway. Bentley, number 61, the linebacker, and we've talked about the linebackers all night long, Jim, how good they are, especially Michigan. They've done the job again, Bentley. But now I understand why Reggie doesn't throw the ball that much, and there it is. Six of 15 and three interceptions. Look at this set, this high formation. With Ellis right on the back of the fullback, Hagan who takes the football and gets out near the 25-yard line. Ellis set up almost a half a foot behind Hagan. Not a foot or a yard, but almost bending over his back. The clock has clicked below the eight-minute mark in this 9-7 game. Michigan leading fourth quarter. Collier is certainly going to be called on to lead them some more before this game is over. And now the defense for Birmingham must be doing, must do what it's been doing all night. Shut down the Panthers. There has to Ellis, and there's a good play at the line of scrimmage, and Ellis only gets a yard or two. Third down, and about two and a half. Let's go, D! All of you got any ideas for the men in MVP? If you do, keep them to yourself. But we got to pick one before this game is over. I think it's going to. You got to look basically towards defense. That's one thing I want to, want to say about this. If you look at a 9-7 football game, you say, well, there's not that much scoring. You're looking at tremendous defense there on both sides of the field. the football has his man the big tight end Mike Cobb and that's the first down tackled by Frank Reed the veteran from the Atlanta Falcons Cobb the number one draft pick of Cincinnati some years ago first down they spot the ball across the 35 at the 36 little rollout will play action rollout pass and you're going to see a bear he'll find Cobb the big man in the middle Number one draft choice in Cincinnati. Catches the ball, gets the first down. Good play. McLean wide to the left. Eric Holloway to the right. There's Ellis, quick starter, and gets out near the 40-yard line. A pickup of three or four yards. Wendell Ray and Larry McPherson, two of the linebackers, made the stop. And you could also see Frank Reed around the ball. Here's the offensive line. Manos and Coffee. Vitale in there. And Ellis comes in. There's Wendell Ray making the tackle. Ron Ingram checks in. Ball, this ball game is now down to the final five minutes and a half plus. Nine to seven. Birmingham's tough to have the ball. Michigan trying to run it out. Ingram, or maybe that's Holloway in motion. And there is the fullback, Hagan. First down across the 45. Mike Hagan out of Montana picks up the first down with a burst up the middle. And another trap play up the middle. Hagan, the fullback. 16-yard run. They put it at the 44. 
All right, we'll take a look at the center, Radlip, number 55. He's just screening off the middle linebacker. He just gets a piece of, doesn't make a block, but gets enough to force the linebacker back to the outside, McPherson, number 50. Then Hagen picks up another first down. They're playing wide left, Derek Holloway to the right, high formation. Holloway in motion now, coming back the other way. Hey there, that is Tony Ellis. The running back inside the 40 to the 39-yard line. The clock continues to wind down as the Panthers run down the field. This is where the Stadions have been so good on defense all night. Must shut them down and give Reggie Cogger and company another shot. And the thing about it is they should not be tired because every time Birmingham had the ball, they moved the ball down the field, missed the field goal, then turned it over. But they've kept possession of the ball, and the defense should have been well rested. Birmingham has had its chance. Second and five. There's the fullback. That is Hagen. Now near a first down at the 35-yard line. Charles Martin is over there, along with Mike Murphy, the linebacker. Now we're below the four-minute mark. Clock is running, and the Panthers very wisely taking their time. Remember, they do not stop the clock to move the sticks until the final two minutes. So time is running off the clock. It'll be third down on the yard to go. Michigan needs at least one more first down to get into Bajovic's range, but they are ahead 9-7. Two tight ends. Tailback Ellis, he's got the first down, down to the 30-yard line. Tony Ellis having an outstanding night. The rookie out of Michigan State gets down to the 30. First down. Now some of these 38,000-plus fans are figuring this ball game is winding down, and some are going for the exits. All right, here's Tony Ellis. He's just following his fullback up into the line of scrimmage. Brad Lipp has got the nose tackle. Charles Martin. Just head up, contains him, so he can't slide down the line of scrimmage, and Ellis picks up the first down. There's a situation on the scoreboard. Yell at your stallion fan, and they have been yelling plenty tonight. Tony Ellis, 70 yards. One outstanding run when he broke three or four tackles. There he goes again. A hole that closes down in a hurry. Closed down by the linebacker, Larry McPherson. Now they can let it run down to the two-minute mark if they wish. It's amazing, Jim. When you look at it from up here, you see that hole open up. Now, watch how quick it closes. Number 50, McPherson, is there. Ellis gets to the outside. He's got a lot of running room. The linebacker is there to make the stop. Stallions have to do something, Paul, or hope for something. And, of course, Abair is not putting the ball up in the air with the clock in his favor. Now, as we said, they're letting it run down to the two-minute mark. Why not? Let it go away. Here is the whistle blowing. Two minutes to go. Panthers have the football on the 29-yard line of Birmingham and also have the lead 9-7. to Stadiums have had chances and that big missed field goal. Paul and I were looking over. One of the outstanding players on defense tonight has been Ray Bentley, an inside linebacker of Michigan. And another man, of course, has been Novo Bajovic of Michigan, who's kicked those three 49-yard field goals. Both of them, last fall, were rookies playing for that powerhouse Central Michigan. And I don't mean to put down Central Michigan, but it hardly goes along with, in terms of national recognition, the University of Michigan, even though Central Michigan has been a power in its own division. There's Novo Bajovic. He's had a dandy time tonight. Three 49-yarders. He missed at 50 yards. 
and it is his three field goals and of the Panthers nine points two minutes to go second down and nine to go for Michigan Lots of room down inside the 15-yard line. And here is where they will stop the clock until they move the sticks. That was a USFL rule in the last two minutes. They'll spot the ball at the 15. I think we had a chance to talk to Cal O'Poore, Jim, and the one thing he said that was that he thought was a little strange, but, you know, they're young. There are a lot of, a lot of rookies on the team. The clock does stop. They move the change. He said the guys get excited and they come out of the huddle instead of using the clock. But Michigan is doing it very well. They're going to let the clock run down because it's at uh, 13 and counting. They lead by two with a minute and a half. And will be forgiven if they keep the ball right on the ground. There's Ellis. That'll move it on down more. So far, Birmingham has not called for a timeout. And now, Birmingham, I believe, is going to call a timeout. They do call a timeout with 1-11 to go, down by a 9-7 to count. And let me repeat what Paul said, and I have indicated along the way. They moved all the way down at the end of the third quarter, ready to kick a 27-yard field goal. The third quarter ended. They moved to the other end of the field, and they missed the 27-yard field goal. And then later, Cardio to an interception while on a drive. at Legion Field, Birmingham, Alabama. The ball game is winding down. 1-11 to go. 9-7 Michigan. There is Novo Bajovic of Central Michigan. 349 yarders for all nine points thus far. He is our men and most valuable player. He doesn't know it yet, but he will have $1,000 to give to a school of his choice, which I would imagine would be Central Michigan, but it is his choice. Congratulations to Bajovic. Second down and seven. There is Hagen, the fullback. Hagen down inside the five-yard line. May have another first down. Hagen. Murphy made this tackle there. The clock is running, so apparently he does not have the first down, or else he would stop it while they move. And now time is called again by Birmingham, hoping for that miracle. 55 seconds, 95 yards away from a score of their own, but the Panthers only five yards away from a score that would put it out of reach. Well, it could be out of reach now for the simple reason that Birmingham only has one timeout. And they're still, if they get the first down here, they only have about a, oh, six or seven inches to go for a first down. Then they will have five downs, actually, to move the ball in and run off the 55 seconds. And one thing I'd like to bring up at this point is about Michigan's offensive line. It has taken them a long time, Jim, to get it in gear. And we know, and not making excuses, but we do know that the defense is always much further ahead than the offense is. And it's taken Jim Stanley's offensive line a little while to get together, but in this fourth quarter, and in this drive in particular, they have really done a great job. That's the offensive team there, all the way over on the sideline, huddling with their coaches, and now they all come back out again. Remember, Michigan next Saturday is at Tampa Bay, will come home on Saturday the 19th, their first home game at the Silverdome against Oakland. And Birmingham, an apparent loser tonight, next Sunday is at Oakland. 
And then we'll be back here, and Paul and I will be back here two weeks from tonight to play the Philadelphia Stars. I think one thing they did, they took them over there to the center and said, now if you get the first down, remember the clock is going to stop. So just take your time, stay in the huddle, and run the time off the clock. And there's Bear carrying the ball. He's got the first down. Now they stop the clock at 51. And soon as they and they don't have to move those sticks too far because they don't have to set them up. It's first and goal to go. And so Birmingham will burn its final timeout. Well, again, you you blinked your eyes at me. I'll ask you why when we come back to Legion Field, Birmingham, Alabama. Good crowd tonight, watching a good game, but their team is losing by two points. Fifty-one seconds to go in this first Monday night USFL football game on ESPN. And the good news, Paul and I are looking at each other, is the fact that there are many more Monday nights. Raleigh Dosh hopes there are many, not many more like this offensively. His team certainly had their chances, especially in the second half. But the last interception, the missed field goal, killed him off. And Michigan has done an outstanding job of controlling the football and moving it down now where they're just all standing around and having the cross run down. Everybody moving around, and I don't know if they'll throw a flag there or not or just let them get up and do the same thing all over again, but it looked like some folks had jumped offside, but they'll let that clock run down. You notice one thing about Bajovic, though. You, you don't, you see him standing there, you see that little blue thing hanging out of his shirt? That's a sweat jacket. You don't see too many guys wearing those. There's an idea that he doesn't work that, that much. Kickoffs and then field goals. So he's trying to keep his weight down and sweat a little bit during the course of the race, so he's going to get a chance to run that much. Temperature game time tonight was 70 degrees. We had some unexpected rain tonight. Now they're taking a long time to get this ball in play, but nobody's saying get it in play because they know what's going to happen. They're just going to run down, not snap the ball again. Hey there, winds down. Monday night football, USFL's introduction to Birmingham, Alabama is over. Their team has lost by the score of 9-7. to seven in a game that could have been won. But a 27-yard field goal went awry, and the game goes to the Panthers. <laughs>